welcome to Consult the Oracle, a Percy Jackson-related advice podcast in which I, your Oracle, Robert Gamer, will answer your questions, provide you advice, and give you the prophecy you need for the next grand quest in your life. Welcome to the first episode, everybody. I'm so excited to start recording this podcast and to help provide advice for the Percy Jackson fandom. Let's not waste any more time. Let's start answering some questions sent in to the email address consultmetheoracle at gmail.com. That's where you can send questions, comments, concerns, or predictions, anything else you'd like. Uh, so I have a few questions here so far. First one comes from the Mad Lad. <clears throat> the Mad Lad asks three questions, actually. If Percy, Magnus, and Carter were to have a battle, who would win victoriously and who would be the first one to be defeated? Uh, now, this is probably referring to Percy Jackson, Magnus Chase, and I don't know Carter's name because I have not read that book series. Um, honestly, I would say Percy would win, but that's just my honest opinion, just based on how strong I know Percy Jackson to be. I could be completely wrong, and I would think the first person to lose would probably be Magnus. I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm very, very sorry that I don't have more information, but you do have two more questions. Uh, question number two, what mythology do you think Uncle Rick... Uh, Rayordan would write about. Personally, I think it will be Chinese. Personally, I think he would write about Greek mythology since that's what he's done. But if he, the question is supposed to mean what new mythology would he write about, I think Uncle Rick would definitely be the kind of guy who would write about... Honestly, yeah, I might have to agree with your idea that he would write about Chinese mythology. Personally, I find Chinese mythology very interesting, a lot of the stories and uh, folk legends. So... That wouldn't be a horrible idea. And then three, if Percy and Harry Potter were to have a match, who would win? Okay, here's something I have a little more expertise and knowledge in. So you have Percy Jackson, the son of Poseidon, the sea god, who has powers of water. That would include healing in water, manipulation of water. He has his trusty sword, Riptide, and he's a general battle-smart and battle-prepared person due to experience that he's had. Meanwhile, you have Harry Potter, who's a wizard, who has a wand. He can cast various spells namely his trump card is Expelliarmus from the books if i recall but i can't imagine that if he was in an all-out battle to the death with percy jackson he wouldn't use avada kedavra or any of the other unforgivable curses so i would have to say probably harry unless percy has some kind of immunity to water or not to water to magic that i mean he does have an immunity to water it's called he can't drown he's a sea god he's a son of a sea god but i would honestly say that maybe harry wins this because i don't think percy has any natural immunity to magic he has succumbed to magical gods and monsters in the past fallen under spells got turned into a guinea pig once so i think this goes to harry i don't even think harry needs to try hard with avada kedavra or anything i just think he needs to i don't know throw a rock at him with a spell who knows but uh the mad lad thank you for your wonderful questions these made me think very hard and i'm glad that you were able to send in questions to the email address thank you very much all right let's hit up another question this one's from anonymous dearest oracle i am a lonely lonely 21 year old who wants a girlfriend i've considered remedying this by praying to a greek deity but i'm unsure which deity should be the recipient of my prayers should i pray to athena for the wisdom and genius to decipher the female mind to aphrodite to bless me with a thrilling romance to hades to ask if he'll resurrect a smoking hot chick so she can marry me to Ares to give me some bulging muscles which i'll promise to use for war not just love or to apollo because chicks dig poetry my buddy says i should pray to demeter because chicks dig a man who knows how to farm but he's an idiot Love Demeter, though. Honey Nut Cheerios are my life. 
Sincerely, Anonymous. Well, Anonymous, I mean, this is a very, very good question to ask. Uh, I'm going to start off by prefacing that I'm typically old school, and I think you shouldn't rely on the help of the gods for romance. I think you should just be yourself, and hopefully, with good luck, somebody will find you very, very charming and attractive, and you'll find your love without the help of the gods, but that is not your question. Your question is, which god should you pray to? And I don't agree with any of the options that you listed. I don't think there's anything very hard to decipher about the female mind so i think athena's out aphrodite to bless you with a thrilling romance would not work out in your favor it would just become probably a greek tragedy to hades to resurrect you a smoking hot chick i mean hades doesn't resurrect people as far as i know there haven't been many people in greek mythology who have been able to leave the underworld and go back to the land of the living Ares. I mean, I'll give you this. Women do find six-packy, hulking men attractive, but you did say that you'll promise to use it for war and not just love, and I, for one, don't quite agree with the concept of having unnecessary war, especially if you want to just find love because of it. Apollo also, I mean, chicks do dig poetry, but also, do you really want to pray to Apollo? I would very much actually agree with your friend uh, to pray to Demeter, or maybe even to pray to Hestia, goddess of the hearth. Um, I think the proper way to really, especially in today's culture, find love is to sort of be hospitable and to be very charming and caring and loving, and I think praying to Demeter and to Hestia would be your best options, and uh, I would very much stand with that decision that I made. Thank you for emailing me your question. I hope I was able to help you. Uh, probably not, because romance is not exactly my strongest suit as the oracle but by all means any little bit of advice that can help i hope i gave it to you now let's read on to our next question our next question comes from the half-blood report wow hello robert love your twitter and i'm excited for your new podcast by the way this is samuel co-host of the half-blood report i know who you are my friend i listen to your podcast it's very good anyways i guess i need to ask for some advice so how about this? I'm sure you have heard about the potential upcoming Percy Jackson TV show. Not only do I do a Percy Jackson podcast, but I also happen to be going to a film high school. With these two qualifications, how would you suggest I go about trying to get a summer job slash internship on the show, if said show ever happens? Anyways, can't wait to listen to this podcast. Samuel. P.S. Where can I listen to Mr. D's Advice Corner? Alright, so that's a few questions altogether let's start with the easiest one to answer where can i listen to or when can i listen to mr d's advice corner um mr d as we all know is dionysus he also had an idea for a more vulgar and crude um advice podcast to give to the demigods i asked uh on twitter on my twitter at radio underscore half which is the meme page i have for another percy jackson podcast radio camp half blood i asked which one would be preferred and it was a tie so i will release this one on a main feed and in the future i told mr d that if my podcast picks up a little bit of traction and people really do want to hear mr d's advice corner i'll probably open it up as some kind of exclusive 10 minute weekly thing on a patreon or something but that's in the future and that's something we shouldn't talk about right now let's talk about a question that i also have to answer for samuel uh, which is how with those two qualifications how would i suggest you go about getting a summer job slash internship on the show if it exists so my first part of this question is that it doesn't exist yet you i don't particularly know how to network in television especially with a big company like disney if they end up releasing this on disney plus or something but i would suggest definitely asking around your friend group and asking maybe some of the teachers in your high school because if you're in a film high school i imagine some of your teachers 
teachers trained and taught some people who are pretty big in Hollywood right now. So maybe if you were to ask them, hey, what can I do? They might give you some advice. That's always just general advice for anything career related. Ask your school, ask your teachers, your guidance counselors, ask your principal if you'd like. But um, first of all, the show needs to exist, which at this point, there's just speculations and rumors. Uncle Rick wants it to exist. He's fighting hard with Disney executives and going to meetings trying to get this show to come out because he believes we as his audience and his fans deserve better than what we got with the two movies. But it doesn't exist yet. That's the main problem. And I think you're kind of putting the cart before the horse in this scenario, and you should wait until more official news of a Percy Jackson series on Disney Plus or some other network starts to arise. But Samuel, thank you for sending in a question. I hope I was able to help in any way, and I wish you nothing but luck in all your endeavors. And let's move on to our next question. Our next question comes from another anonymous. Anonymous asks, Hello, Oracle. I require advice. My family is very intrusive on my privacy. And while I don't commit any crimes or do drugs or anything like that, I do have some things I want to hide from their view. How would you recommend hiding something from a family that looks into everything that is your business? Sincerely, Anonymous. Anonymous, there are many questions I have for you, but that isn't the point of this podcast. The podcast is to answer your question. So I would honestly recommend that if you have something that you direly need to hide from family that may not approve of it, I would suggest you go to a friend's house and you hide it at your friend's house. Or maybe if you have a little bit of money, you can rent out some kind of locker at a gym or at a train station. That also would work. Depends on how small and portable it is, the thing that you're trying to hide. Also, I hope you are telling me the truth and that you aren't involved in crime or drugs. That would be very bad, and I hope that I was able to help you. That was a very quick and easy question. How about we divulge into a harder and more thought-provoking question? This comes from Trevor. Trevor says, Mighty Oracle, I seek your advice. I'm gay. I mean, I can't help you with that. There's nothing to help, but let's read the rest of your question. I'm gay, and I have a boyfriend, and I would love for him to meet my parents. Don't we all? Problem is, my parents, I'm not sure if they're homophobic or not. I've never heard them say anything bad about the LGBT, but I've also never heard them say anything good. In fact, I've never really heard their opinion on the LGBT at all. It's something that's never come up in our household. So I guess my question for you is, how do I gauge if my parents are okay with me being gay and to a higher extent the LGBT as a whole, and how do I get along to introducing them to my boyfriend? Sincerely, Trevor. Well, Trevor, the first thing you should always prioritize is your safety. From what I understand in your email, you aren't exactly afraid to tell them, you just don't know what their reaction would be. Oftentimes, I find those who are homophobic or transphobic or just don't like members of the LGBT are frankly quite vocal about it. So the fact that your parents are quiet in both directions might be a good sign. They might be supportive of it, but also they're just not outwardly expressing it. I think in your shoes, I would bring up a hypothetical friend who came out to me as gay and sort of gauge their opinion on that. Pay attention to things like body language and the language that they use, the words they use, and if they are supportive and loving, which I'm pretty sure they might be. Then you move on to step two, which is introducing them to your boyfriend, which is very simple. You just go up to them and say, Mom, Dad, this is my boyfriend, Drake. Drake plays the guitar and he's in this cool band and he also has a really cool brother named josh and a little sister named megan and i'm definitely making a drake and josh reference but hey what do you expect of me and it'll all work out fantastic that's my advice but once again i advise that you prioritize your safety first 
if things don't go right or well during the initial talk and they are expressing feelings or ideas of homophobia, maybe it's better to sort of just stay in the closet and not risk anything. Again, it all really comes down to the ideas and expressions they have when you initially tell them about your gay friend and you have to make a decision from there. I really hope that you're in a safe and loving house that will love and support you and love and support your boyfriend. But again, I recommend prioritizing your safety. Thank you again for sending in your question, Trevor. I wish you luck in all your endeavors. Our next question comes from Michael. Michael asks, oh mighty Oracle, I seek your advice. Why is Spider-Man such a beloved comic hero? Thanks, sincerely, Michael. Michael, if there's something I appreciate, it's a short, simple, sweet email. Uh, there's a few factors to answer your question why Spider-Man is such a beloved comic hero. For starters, he's a very relatable hero when he's not superheroing. He grew up in poor standards, he lost a family member he really cares about, he can't really hold down a successful relationship or a long-term long good-paying job. And even when he is superheroing, I think something that people really like about him is that he's always putting the people ahead of his needs. He's always, I mean, there's a great reason that the mantra for Spider-Man is with great power comes great responsibility. The one instance in which he didn't use his powers responsibly cost him his Uncle Ben, one of his dear loved ones. So now he always constantly knows that his power must be used responsibly and he must always use it to help other people. Now, if you're talking about the live action versions, that comes down to a different story of who likes Tobey Maguire versus Andrew Garfield versus Tom Holland, which is a whole different debate than I think what you're asking, a whole different question, but it is something that people I think also use in their why do I think Spider-Man is a good hero or a good person kind of question or debate. There's a whole lot of factors, but it really does boil down to the mantra, with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man is sort of the icon of using the power and the status and everything that you have in life responsibly and to the best of the your ability use it to help the world michael thank you for sending in your question i appreciate it and i think we're gonna wrap up the show here folks relatively short for a first episode i know but i kind of ran out of questions i need you guys to send me more questions so i can make these episodes longer if you'd like to send me an email or come into contact with me in any way you can send me an email at consult me the oracle at gmail.com you can also find me on Twitter if you look for Consult the Oracle. It is at Consult the O-R-A-C-1. And if you'd like to see a pretty bad meme page that I run for another podcast, Radio Camp Half-Blood, you can follow that at Radio underscore Half. The icon for the podcast was drawn by Zine of Genesis on Twitter. You can find them at Zine, X-E-N-E of Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S on Twitter.com. The music for the podcast was made by Local Lobo at freemusicarchives.org. And that was the first episode of Consult the Oracle. I hope you enjoyed it, and I please would love some feedback sent to my email or on Twitter on how to improve this. It's my first introduction to the world of podcasting, and I feel like there's a lot I have to learn, and hopefully you will teach me. I wish you all to have a good day, evening, morning, or whatever time it is where you are, where you're currently listening to this, and I hope to see you again next Monday for another episode of Consult the Oracle. Remember... The future is not set in stone. It is what you make of it, and I hope you make of it a very good future. Bye, guys.